I had major lung surgery, which made life-changing duration to me. I ended up having about a month in hospital and I had part of my lung removed. I had the choice of going, I'm going to swear it in. Sounds really stupid, what am I doing? To actually, let's reevaluate and let's do what we can with what we've got. I don't think it ever crossed my mind that I'm not going to get out. Like I said, trying to put my shoes on and my socks on, I thought I can't, I'm not having someone do that for me. I've got to do it myself and, you know, each day got better. And once I got over, it didn't matter that I was at the end, it didn't matter that I'd finished last or whatever, I'd actually completed. So that, that, became, that became my main focus. Welcome to this week's episodes and what a treat we've got for you today. We have Northampton Park runner Kathy Saunders. We're walking about social distancing in the snow. You'd laugh if you saw what we look like. But without further ado, Kathy, let us know how your running tale began. Back in school, um, I was a county champion and uh, I, I ran with Bristol Athletics Club and I used to train back in the day with someone called Nick Rose, who was a, a great athlete. Wow, okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, you know, when we went down to the track and we were doing our, our efforts, he joined us and made us feel pretty special when he was doing, like, his warm-down or his warm-up. You know, wanted to aspire to him, to be like him. And um, about two years ago, I then re-met him. We are starting the... Seven Bridge 10k, yeah, and uh, I, I said hello, and it was great to meet him again after all these years. Wow, so, so to think to let our listeners know roughly, just give us a rough age how old you are now. I know it's rude to ask the <laughs> exact age, but if you can give a rough age so people know <laughs> how many decades we're talking, <laughs> five decades, five, how, decades. How about that? Yeah, five decades. I'm actually, you know, I'm, I'm proud of that, you know, that I'm. I started back on my kind of running journey um, in my mid 40s. I'd, I'd done the county championship stuff and doing cross country in Wales and Bristol and the southwest, and then life got in the way. And I hadn't run really from being quite poorly in my, my 30s and having a leg injury in my 20s. So I then thought, right, I'll, I'll see what I can do. And I did the couch to five in Milton Keynes in my 40s I wanted to be fit so that's when my running journey kind of restarted. So if we can go back to like your the health the series because you had a major operation in 2017. I did. Can you share (laughs) with us? Um, I had major lung surgery which kind of made life-changing situation to me. I ended up having about a month in hospital and I had part of my lung removed, my right lung removed. So they kind of stuck it back together, you know, whatever they had left. So I'm kind of one and a half lung runner. But you didn't, what I find amazing about you and why I wanted to get you on running tails is the fact that you was not going to let this stop you running. And as soon as you could, you was out walking to build up your running again. And within, you know, this was three years ago, because we're talking in January 2021 at the moment, 
but you was like booking yourself on 10Ks here and there. You attended one of my Step Forward Lewis Fartlet sessions because you wanted to be back running again. I did. I think the thing that um, made me get out was the fact I couldn't put, it might sound a bit daft, but I couldn't put my shoes and socks on after I came out of hospital for quite a while. And I thought, I don't want to be living like this. I'm going to have to try and do something about my life. And so little by little, I tried to put my shoes on, put my socks on and try and get back to a kind of normal life. And I suppose once I'd been able to do that, I thought I need to be able to get out. You know, I had the two choices. I think either walk, run badly or not at all. And so the option was to get out and walk. And, you know, walking from one lamppost to another was a challenge. And I look back on where I was, maybe at you know, Northampton Park Run, and I could see, you know, one lamppost, and I think I could get there. I remember when I came, you know, on my recuperation, and I was helping at the North Northampton Park Run with you, actually. <laughs> and uh, I was being... I think I was being timekeeper and we had to walk down to the start and I remember how long it took me to actually just walk from the car to the start and get the timekeeping equipment and then walking to say hello to the runners and it took me most of that time to get back to the finish ready for when the runners came back and it took me most of that time and the runners were already coming back so when I look at look at the journey from not being able to walk very much and not being able to breathe properly like everyone else and then I look at the journey after that and um, yeah it's moved a long way from there. So talking about park run just there at the end of 2019 before park run more or less stopped <laughs> you managed to squeeze in your 250th park run at salsi forest how was that to think wow that's it, a big milestone it was a big milestone it was um i'm going to do that one on my 55th birthday so i kind of celebrated that birthday weekend by going i'm feeling better feeling bitter because it took about 18 months to recover from the actual pain from the surgery and and trying to get fit and then I thought well let's mark the next big birthday the 55 with getting the park run so I did and it was lovely because you had loads of people that came and joined you and congratulated you (laughs) afterwards on social media I did I had um um, I'm part of Parkland's Jog and Run and they've been brilliant since I joined them and I remember speaking to Chris Lamb who is kind of the main coach there and I just said to him look this is what's happened to me can I you know can I join and he just went we're, we're very inclusive and they've looked after me you know since I joined them. Yeah, we had Chris on Running Tales podcast back uh, at the beginning of um, 2020. So listen to that episode if you haven't already. Going back to you and you were saying about how um, after your operation in um, 2017 with your lungs, it's all about, you spoke about how you wanted to get back and what you did. But what was the advice of the consultants (laughs) when you said, 
Right, I'm going to go back running and I'm going to aim to do at least, you know, a half marathon at such and such a time. Did they have a heart attack? Well, they, they kind of, you know, whenever they came round on the, on the ward, they, they used to just say, you know, and here's the half, uh, the one long half marathon runner. Um, because obviously I've been trying to keep fit with having the lung that had you know, collapsed and it had damaged and everything prior to going into hospital. So I did say to them, am I allowed to go back? Can I, can I run again? And they did look at me with a bit of concern. But <laughs> <laughs> Who is this nutty woman? I'm sure it's popular. <laughs> But then, you know, they, they said that people can go out and keep fit and you've got to use your, your muscle as best you can and look after it and listen to your body. So when I'm listening to my body, I can, I can jog. You know, I call it Jeff in these days. And I had to learn to accept that I couldn't do what I've done before. And I learned that um, when I tried to do the Silverstone 10k uh, a couple of years ago and was this after the operation this is after yeah. the operation i think it was 2018 maybe yeah it must have been then and you know it started in the daytime and, and it ended up being this is quite late at night and it took me about an hour and a half i thought who am i kidding what am i actually doing yeah i'm not a runner i'm you know i'm still recovering so i then had to go back for another check uh, with the consultant and the comments were what have you done this week and I went where did a park run and then I'd gone to Birmingham and done a 10k and then two days later I'd gone to do the evening Silverstone 10k and they went do you think you might have overdone it a bit I went no I could do that went, no but it's only a year ago you've still got another you know half a year two years to recover so take it easy I had the choice of going I'm going to throw it in it sounds really stupid what am I doing to actually okay let's reevaluate and let's do what we can with what we've got and I think from that was a my lesson about I don't need to be proving anything in terms of a time I can prove it to me that I can complete and it's all about the completion not the actual time factor and once i got over you know it didn't matter that i was at the end didn't matter that i'd finished last or whatever i'd actually completed so that that became that became my main focus that you take part or you don't so, so you would you say you've lost that competitive edge that you had before then or just it's a different it's a different kind of competition it's a competition of I'm, I've put myself forward to have a go at an event and I'm going to compete it. So whatever whatever of, time, you don't yeah, care. Not, whatever not time. anymore now, no. But, you know, that's been, that's been my life journey of going, it, it doesn't matter. And I've, I've learned that it's okay to, to not try and do what you did when you, you know, you, you had two lungs or... And, and don't forget that I'm, you know, mid-50s, so I'm not going to get the... I'm not going to get those times that I had when I was a child. Yes, yes. Right. So, so it's been, been a lifelong journey. 
When you had two lungs, what was your distance up until that point that you had done? Have, have you done a marathon? Have you done an ultra? Half, half a marathon. I, I knew because of my knee surgery um, when I was in my 30s, uh, second knee surgery, that half a marathon was going to be my achievement. And I was happy to accomplish that. And I, did, I thought, right, I'm going to get fit. And that's when I started the Couch to Five. I did the Edinburgh Half Marathon to celebrate my 50th birthday. That was my first half. Oh, wow. <laughs> your first half on your 50th? Yeah. Oh, wow. OK. <laughs> About two months before my 50th, yeah. Brilliant. Big challenge. So then when did you, the situation with your lungs start happening? I didn't know, actually. I just thought I'm feeling tired and... and uh, maybe it's work and um, someone said to me I think you you know you sound like you've got a bit of asthma can you just get yourself checked out and the weekend before we'd I'd gone with some girlfriends and we, we'd gone to do the Draycott 10 mile okay yeah and uh, I thought I'm quite tired here you know it took me about two and a bit hours and I'm thinking I'm a bit tired so by Tuesday I was in hospital, wow. pretty much, to get a long story short. And um, they tried to pump the, sorry, pumping the tyre up. They tried to pump the lung up, but it had been damaged because it had been, it, it had collapsed, kind of called a neurothorax, but it had actually collapsed and had some damage a few days earlier. They don't actually know when it had actually happened. So I could have been like that for quite a while. Do they know what the root cause was? No. Um, they have kind of regular reasons for it, like being male, being tall, and in your 20s. Which is not you. Oh, I thought I fitted all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the problem was, but, you know, it, it was unexplained. They couldn't tell me why or, or what and how it happened. Did you think the running because you were... I did say, is it to do with running? And they went, no. Oh. I said, is it to do with stress? And they went, no. So, so it could be just could be... where your body is? Yeah. I said, am I overweight? And they went, no, you've got a good resting heart rate as well. So they, they kind of took away all those things and went, we don't know. So the process of elimination didn't actually reveal why or what or how it happened. You was in hospital, a month later you come out. How long was it till you was able to walk again and build, start building up to that first mile? Well, when I came out of hospital, it was late April, I think, and um, I then had to go for a, a check-up and I had a secondary infection, which put it back again. Um, so I had to go back to Leicester, Glenfield Hospital I went to, the heart and lung hospital so I was transferred from by ambulance nice blue lights and all that to um to Leicester and um I then had to go back because the infection where the chest drains where they had to go in and do what they, they do to re, you know repair caused an infection so, oh. so then that kind of delayed the recovery and I, I remember saying to my husband Tim that I'm gonna miss seeing the bluebells so he he found he found some bluebells in in the May time, kind of mid May, because they kind of go by then, don't they? Yes. And um, we were able to get to them, and I remember taking about a good two hours to walk. I don't know, maybe a hundred yards, three hundred yards, something like that. But it took a long time to to walk. And when we were doing my recovery at 
Southie Forest and I remember doing like the, the short walk, um, I think it's called the Elephant Walk, which is about three quarters of a mile. Yes. I wasn't able to do the whole thing to begin with and I remember thinking the slope past the, um, you know, where the treetop walk yes, is. Yes, yes. It took so long because it felt like a mountain and obviously didn't have enough capacity and there's still scar tissue and damage and swelling and everything and and it took a long time to just walk so and, and not be able to talk either because the the effort to try and walk was took all the oxygen for everything yeah, else in yeah. your body you start you did start walking straight away was it mental you know how did you cope mentally through all this because running i take it does help you I think like, you know, the, you know, people's mental well-being, getting out like we're doing right now in the snow. <laughs> Social distancing with a, <laughs> a mic in your face, people looking, going, so what is mad. going on? <laughs> I don't think it, I don't think it ever crossed my mind that I'm not going to get out as such. Like I said, trying to put my shoes on and my socks on I thought I can't I'm not having someone do that for me I've got to do it myself and you know each day you know it got better and I think the focus of getting fit yeah uh, helped with the the well-being and I think my only big down day was when you know I thought I'm who am I kidding when I did that that one in uh, Silverstone and after that it's like well it doesn't matter it really doesn't matter so it's your mindset that's helped you get through the run yeah. since then yeah it has you're doing these ten thousand steps a month challenge <laughs> or a ten thousand steps a day challenge and you've got well I, you showed me yesterday via zoom the amount of medals just from doing this challenge what made you start doing this is this part of your recovery yeah, it was ongoing i mean it was last year at the running show i thought ten thousand steps every day some people do that anyway but I thought it would help me. The more I do, the better I feel. And it was kind of a nice, a nice challenge to, to go for, to do it for a year. How, how, many, how many days in a month can you do 10,000 steps? And majority of the months so far, I've managed to do probably about 20 out of the days. Yeah, three quarters, I think. And, and some of them, especially with lockdown, um, May, June, July, August, I've managed to do that. Every day. Every yeah, day. Right. And now we're back on lockdown. I'm back to doing it. So December, I managed probably about 20 out of the 31 days. And at the moment, we're on day 24. I haven't got far to go to get <laughs> the 10,000 steps. Plus, I'm doing the red January, which is run every day in January or walk every day. If I can't run when it's too cold, like we are today, then I walk. Are the consultants, I take it you're having regular checkup, are the consultants happy with your progress and the fact that you have been doing these walking and or are you not having as much um contact with the consultants the contact like i had but if i need to I, I have their number which is very handy and i think i've only phoned them two or three times in three years the, the one time was when i'd overdone it but i needed them to probably tell me that and obviously with situation we're in at the moment um people are saying are you vulnerable well i'm probably more prone than other people but they said i'm not vulnerable they've just said you carry on with your life as normal so getting back to racing what is your what was what's your favorite 10k i had a couple from last year i enjoyed going over the seven bridge because that's my hometown so you go from england to wales and last year due to covid it was a little bit quieter but the weather was amazing and 
the year before I'd run from Wales to England so <laughs> over the Severn Bridge so I really enjoyed that one and I enjoyed the 10k at Alexandra Palace last year if you'd said to me three years ago you'd be doing that one and it's really really hilly I'd be going well I can't do that one but you did but I did <laughs> <laughs> there's no stopping you now you you sound like you're like fully your lungs are at full capacity, even though you've got one and a half or... <laughs> Whatever's in there, yeah. Whatever's left. <laughs> half marathons. We know you're at half marathon distance. What's your favourite one? What, post-surgery or before? Just overall. Well, my favourite would be... My biggest achievement would be Edinburgh, because that's my first one. And I, I suppose, in a way, I come full circle from uh, doing the Milton Keynes half, because the last time I did it five years ago wasn't very well then uh, for a number of reasons so maybe that was the start of it and I enjoyed it last last December because I don't put any time pressure on myself I get out it's 13 miles whether you walk jog you know you're in a wheelchair whatever it is it's still completing that that distance I enjoyed a an eight kilometre run to mark my birthday uh, 55 we went to Amsterdam and really, really enjoyed that one it's like well because you can, so why not? Another memorable 10k was Disneyland Paris. You met Paula Radcliffe, I met didn't Paula you? Rad yeah, I met Paula Radcliffe, and that was an amazing time as well, just to get out there and, and do, and then meet a wonderful, you know, human being like her. And did you have the chance to actually have a proper conversation, or was it like, hello, can I have my selfie with you, and <laughs> bye? Uh, it was kind of a proper conversation, but very short. So, and she had time for everybody, you know, and uh, and that was really that was really good to watch that. So yeah, yeah, she she was a wonderful human being. So you're one, of, you're one of those runners that I see on Facebook that tends to find a race, virtual or actual, with your bling, you know, full on, with your big smile. I have to ask, do you race because of the race or are you a bling addict? No, I'm not a bling addict, <laughs> I promise. I do it because I see it and think I can do it while I'm able. Then I think that that was my... I think that was my part of my life journey after, you know, the, the surgery. It makes you reevaluate what you can and cannot do. So what would you give, what tip would you give to anyone thinking of starting running? Do it. You know, <laughs> that's it, do it. You know, it always starts with a um, single step and you put one foot in front of the other. And when you get knockbacks, don't, don't let it stop you, you know, like... You've got two, two journeys, haven't you? You've got the one that you kind of don't carry on or you take the road less travelled and you keep going. On that note, we'll finish your running tale. Thank you, Cathy. <laughs>